On to the next update. At first, my brother and grandmother only got worse. My grandmother turned into a crying whale again when my brother told her that he was moving out. Then he had the gall to ask for mine and our parents' help to move his stuff because grandma was saying that she wouldn't let him leave. But our parents just reminded him of the crap that he had done to end up in his current situation. And rather than act like a rational human being, he decided he would do just the opposite. (laughs) He blamed me for ruining his life again. And my father told me that he basically busted a gut laughing at my brother when he said that then laid into my brother over how he was blaming his own crap on me and my 30 year old brother curled up in a chair crying he was refusing to leave our parents house that night and stayed curled up on the couch with a bottle of booze until the next day oh my god dude <laughs> i mean at this point my man just needs some serious help yeah we need to do something because so some something is is not something's not clicking yeah um in which he was kicked out by our parents with a raging hangover our father told him he needed to apologize to me for real face to face and that they'll no longer consider him their son if he doesn't ultimatum wow and the parents were on his side in the beginning of the story <laughs> Wow, I am shocked. It took my brother a couple of days, but he showed up at my place with a piece of paper in hand and read out an apology that he'd pre-written. He said he was sorry for everything he's done. He's been a crappy person and an even crappier brother. He looked for any way he could possibly in his own head to make me the bad guy, but the excuses just aren't there anymore. He can't ever undo the things he did, but he wants to move forward and try to mend things and try to mend our relationship as siblings, starting with getting the F out of grandma's house. He told me he understands why none of us want to be there and that he'll hire help. We ended up shaking hands and having a hug. And thus far, he's actually been working hard on improving himself, even cutting down on his drinking by a lot. Oh, bro hopped off the crazy train. He finally, finally came to his senses. I'm happy. That is good. That, you know what? Y'all give it up to him. Hopefully he stays on that path. You know, this path of destruction we think OP is going through, it's just a Mm. circle. He's just helping people become the best versions of themselves. Wow. OP, like, he just attracts just insane people and then spits out a whole person on on the path to betterment. Dude, go OP. Go OP. Come on, OP. Whoa. Now, as for my grandma. (laughs) Oh. Grandma is into the chat again. She did try to keep my brother from moving out, and she refused to let the movers he hired in. God, he had to get the help of a police officer to keep her at bay. Bro, Granny was trying to throw hands again. She's not trying to get locked up. She doesn't want to go back to D block. Lisa doesn't like her there. Um, They only had to move out one room's worth of stuff. And with the movers and my brother working at it, they got all the stuff out there in record time. Oh my gosh. My grandma ended up threatening to unalive herself while he was leaving, or so my brother said. But I'm pretty sure that was the exact truth because she did actually try. Oh my goodness. But in the most attention-seeking way possible. She took a bunch of pills and then called 911 on herself. They took her to the hospital and got her stomach pumped, which was a bit redundant as she'd thrown up before the ambulance even arrived, but they wanted to be sure. But my parents ended up getting adult protective services involved as grandma ended up on another psych hold, only this time in a hospital bed. During her stay, they did several tests on her because she avoided doctors for years and she was found to be in bad health. Her kidney function was low, her lungs weren't in very good shape, and she 
she was at heavy risk of diabetes. So grandma had to be put in a care facility for her own health and safety. It actually didn't surprise me much. She was a little woman, but had some weight on her. And all her teeth had to come out when she was in her 50s because the only thing she would drink is soda and she ate a lot of sugary foods. She especially loved chocolate. She also used to be a heavy smoker in her younger years, and I guess that did some lasting damage to her lungs. She'd been having trouble breathing for some time, but somehow hid it from all of us. The doctors found that she needed to be put on oxygen and that she can't live alone anymore. She wanted my brother to come back and become her full-time caregiver, but he refused and said that he just can't, that he's got his own life to live and that he's got a lot to make up for with the rest of us as well. Well, my grandma went crazy crying and throwing things on the hospital while screaming at all of us get out. After she was out of the hospital, my parents worked to have my grandma put in a care home. They moved a few of her personal belongings into a room there to try and make her more comfortable. But that didn't really do much of anything. She was there all of a week and said that she was incredibly miserable. All employees treated her like a child and she had to have her oxygen breather attached to her at all times. She also said she hated being there because in her words, the place is filled with old people. I could see that. <laughs> and she hated being reminded that she's old too and would rather be alone. They had to put her on close observation 24-7, which only made her even more miserable. Each time we saw her, she begged us, even begged me, to take her out of that place. She missed her home, and she missed her old life, but she wasn't going anywhere because she was considered a danger to herself. Well, eventually, she just seemed to accept her fate that she would spend the rest of her life there in the care home, and my grandma pretty much just shut down. She became that bitter old woman that hardly talks to anyone. We paid her regular visits, but she was never happy to see us, me especially, and the months just blurred together with this routine. Things seemed to change a little when we told her my wife was pregnant and she perked up at that. My wife reluctantly let her feel her belly when we visited and that seemed to make her day. If anything, it made grandma a bit nicer to all of us, but she generally still was her mean old self. Then some time ago, we found out that grandma passed away in her sleep. The funeral was a bit lackluster. My mother was really the only one who cried. Most of us were really quiet the whole time. And then we had a small family reunion at my parents' house. But if anyone here was thinking would be singing Ding Dong the witch is dead. Well, no. Damn, I hope no one was thinking that. You you would definitely be the a-hole. My God. It was mostly just awkward conversations as a lot of us didn't have much good to say about her. And she'd already passed away, so what good would it do of any of us to talk about how toxic of a person she was in life either? So there wasn't much to do but stand around and get a little wasted. And we did. But it was more like a party full of sad, quiet drunks. Damn. Everyone dressed in black and gulping down beer or wine. Anytime someone wanted to do something fun, it would just get really awkward till they shut up or decided to stay quiet or leave. And my wife wasn't there, she stayed home after the funeral because she couldn't drink and didn't want to be surrounded by people drinking. My brother is showing some genuine improvement. Grandma was his biggest enabler and she's no longer with us. He applied for therapy last year to try and get to better understand himself and make an effort for change. For now, he's trying to help out our father with remodeling the attic in his spare time. And things are still awkward between us anytime we see each other. Right now, I can't say how things will go in the long run at all. But without grandma's toxicness, hopefully everything will change for the better. As for grandma's estate, well, her will was surprisingly fair. We were all certain my brother would get everything since he was her favorite. But instead, my parents got her house and they are working to get it ready to be rented out. The rest of grandma's money and assets were pretty evenly distributed. Well, mostly. I didn't get much. No surprises there, I guess. <laughs> but I didn't want it either. I'm doing fine. I didn't need it. I guess that concludes everything. Wow. <laughs>
Producer Riley, we have been on a, a roller coaster of emotions, plot twists we never could have seen, villains that appeared, people that went from villain to hero. My goodness. Yeah, that hit everything. There was a wedding in there. There was a little, little pregnancy. There was a will inheritance. There was a guy that got fired. Some like work drama. Dude, what a story. All of the story genres OKOP fans love crammed into one mega story. Honestly, I'm voting this one for best of the year. The Grandma stuff got a little dark, but other than yeah, that, yeah. it was pretty good. Interesting. It was good to see the brother like figure his stuff out and like going to therapy and doing it. Yeah, this story, I would say like we do not often get turnarounds, right? It's usually like OP's going through this crap. Antagonist is just a complete idiot who is just keeping doing their things their own way, like messing it up for everyone else. The parrots instantly switched. Opie's yeah. brother, he went on a journey. Yes, he did. But he did eventually start to come back around. The parents, I feel like they saw this as a money opportunity. They were like, they were like, no, hmm. like the brother's right. And then they were like, oh, if we kick him out, we can get renters. And then whenever grandma died, they're like, we're going to get renters. And they're like making money off of it. I do like how they low-key just became real estate moguls <laughs> by all of the family drama. Just straight up monopoly. I'm buying Broadway Boulevard, baby. I'm putting all the houses there. There. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel about the, the story and everything that went through it? Like... <sighs> How do you feel for OP? Is OP still the a-hole through all of this? I think, you know, a lot of times the OPs in these stories, you know, they just get walked all over and whatnot. Maybe there was a little bit more empathy that OP could have deployed when handling some of these situations. But I mean, ultimately, like everyone else was in the wrong and like by a thousand miles, you know, not by an inch. Yeah. So I can't blame OP for like trying to figure out, okay, how do I stop my insane family from like ruining my wedding and my marriage and my life and like all of these different things because huh, they were trying they were sure trying yeah and uh i'm very glad that the brother you know is turning back around at least the grandma got some help um and had you know a little bit of you know some health support and the baby helped yeah yeah yeah, the baby helped, I think. That probably kind of snapped her out of it a little bit, you know? And, you know, she's probably going through a lot, too, in her life. You know, like, all of her teeth fell out, I guess, in her 50s and, like, all of these other things. That's probably just the tip of the iceberg from what we know. So she was probably dealing with a lot as well and had her own traumas and things brought into the equation that were just coming out. Um, I wonder why she favored the brother. I wonder what, like, what goes through people. Do they just pick one just to, like... Well, she liked to eat a lot of bad stuff and you know drink a lot of she liked to put bad things into her body that that you know made her lose all her teeth not saying all those things are bad but like she just maybe a character trait of her you know yeah she just like is taking in the bad always man producer riley always throwing us uh always throwing them fire predictions in there um well we really want to know what you all think uh was opie the a-hole was he too harsh when he was handling everything um we definitely want to know we definitely want to hear your comments below um and riley i did want to tell you real quick uh, a little story dude i was gonna ask you about it i was about to remind you about it so um if you remember uh we were talking about the part where op bought the taxi for his brother and then brought his brother back to his grandma's house well this was the fateful eve of
of 2020. I had just moved to Los Angeles. I was living in a co-living house with 30 other people right before COVID. <laughs> Thankfully got out right before it went down. And I had a few friends and one of my friends was an artist and he was performing at this like New Year's Eve party in like a Los Angeles mansion, like overlooking the city. Like the, when you imagine like, you know, classic like Ty Lopez house in the hills, like <laughs> that's exactly what this place was. <laughs> So, you know, they were like, it's black tie. So I went, I like bought a suit from H&M and they literally got me on the list at the last second because they had originally given the ticket to my boy, Matt, actually, but mm -hmm. he couldn't make it. So they, they threw me in last second. So we get there and it's like, dude, it's super lit. It's like open bar, free drinks, catered out the wazoo. Just like, I'm talking like a, like a hundred foot table, just full of spreads of, you know, like charcuterie boards and, and like sandwiches and brownies and like all the stuff. There's like an infinity pool overlooking the whole city like dude it was absolutely sick like i was like this is the la that people have been talking about <laughs> And like, you know, thinking like, oh, I made it. Here we go. This is amazing. And then, uh, you know, the night's going great. We do the countdown to midnight. Everyone goes crazy. We're dancing. We're partying. It is just an absolute vibe. I think I think our friend, uh, I can't remember if we saw our friend perform or not, but we saw him there, dapped him up. And then at maybe like 1 a.m., our boy, oh, let me give him a fake name. Uh, <laughs> I, almost, I almost said his real name. Uh, Greg, let's call him Greg. Greg. Our boy, Greg. I could see he was getting a little sloppy throughout the night me and the other people were like we were drinking and having fun and definitely like a little inebriated we had ubered there but like we were standing talking you know all of that stuff but he was talking to someone and literally like in mid-sentence just almost free falls into her and then we had to like catch him and he almost like knocked over a side table and a lamp like in this expensive ass house who walks in but the the wife you know there's a couple that own the house obviously the wife walks in and was like, all right, thanks so much. So goodbye. Hope you had fun. Like, see you later. Like clearly sarcastically being like GTFO. Yeah. So, and then the other guy there was just like, he was like trying to make connections and like all this stuff. And it was just like, <laughs> Dude, we're at this like party for free. We got in because we're boys with this guy who performed, you know, I was like being pretty melodramatic. And then no one had service but me. So I called the Uber. And <laughs> so the Uber gets here and our boy Greg is so out of it by this point. We literally had to like put him on our shoulders and like walk him out, you know, guide him down. We get in the car. The Uber driver tells he's drunk. And he's like, oh, can't wait for this guy to throw up in my car. And I'm like... <laughs> I'm like trying to smooth things over and I'd be like, oh, hey, you know, no worries. Like we got him. Like we're watching him. Yeah, that's why we wanted to, you know, get an Uber now and like make sure he's said and like take him home, make sure he's safe and all that stuff. And so I'm like trying to make small talk to him to get him distracted. And then next thing you know, Greg goes, and just ukes all over the backseat. And I know it's on my account and it's like all terrible. And then so <laughs> I'm just like, so how's being a kindergarten teacher? Like <laughs> right after he just <laughs> spews chunks everywhere. And I'm like, this is the worst. How did this go from the best night to the worst night ever? We get home. The other guy who is like trying to like network and make connections just storms inside. He's like, I'm done with this. And I was like, bro, you cannot leave 
leave me out here. So I get this guy on my shoulder. This point, I am legit. He is not walking. I am carrying him dead weight into the house on my shoulders, like his arm around my shoulders, just dragging him in, lay him down. He starts juking more all over the place. And at this point, I'm like, does he have, you know, poisoning? You know, like, is it at that level? Like, does it need to be pumped out of a system? So I decided to call 911. What? And a huge fire truck with like 15 dudes come pouring into this house of 30 people. <laughs> Which also, by the way, just classic irony. The place was so terribly managed. They had like a smoke alarm that had been going off like for like two weeks. So they, <laughs> the, the firefighters like later made a joke on that, which was hilarious. But they tested him. It wasn't like all the way at that point. And then they were like, all right, here's what you need to do. You need to get a back, a, a filled backpack. You need to put the backpack on him, take him upstairs and watch him and make sure he doesn't roll over. Because if he rolls over, the vomit goes straight and then back in and then he can choke on it. So I was like, dang, okay. So I drag his ass upstairs. The firefighters leave, put a backpack on his dumb ass. And I sit there until <laughs> like 3.34 a.m. And I'm like, all right, I've done my duty. I'm clocking out and I'm going to bed. And the next day, like we all wake up at, you know, 10 or 11, like late in the day. He Venmo's me back the 150 and is like, I think I texted him. I was like, hey, here's what happened tonight. You might not remember any of it, but, <laughs> you know, got this got charged 150 sent me the 150 back and uh that was my new year's of january 2020 wow wow well that year was pretty crappy it was a foreshadow of exactly what was to come that is true that is true. Yeah, I was that moment. I was currently in Atlanta at the world's largest like what Christian thing, whatever. There was like 70,000 yeah. people and it turned New Year's. Yeah, it was it was ridiculous. Damn, dude, our 2019 or 2020 New Year's was just on a different level. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But dude, that's insane, though. Like the backpack thing. So like he couldn't like like what'd you put in roll it? Roll like, over. It was just his backpack that I just put on him. So that way it basically so he can't roll. The problem is if he rolls on his on his face too but mostly on his back okay 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 because then he could start choking oh that's what they told me yeah that's smart though the backpack thing huh i know right and they gave him they gave him like some sort of uh tablet to help break it down and like all these other things so dude that was a w friend moment like wow you just you got him home you got him you made sure he was okay that wow that's great the, w <laughs> Everybody give clap clapping hands for John. If you made it this far and you're here, you heard this great of a person he is. Just give him some claps. That is amazing. Yeah. I'd love to hear anyone who's watching still. I would love to hear your crazy New Year stories. I'm sure you've got some crazy ones. Put them on the comments on YouTube. By the way, we're also taking comments on our Spotify now and approving those. So drop it in Spotify if you're listening on the podcast. We would love to see those. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for joining on this beautiful solo episode. You know we miss Sam. I hope you told our boy Sam you loved him in the comments if you haven't already hit him down there we love you all see you on the next one families have a lot going on let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up like delicious lolly focus pops or lolly mellow pops for kids and for parents try three new brainy chews to help you focus chill out or get energized Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 
Six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Noise. This is an episode from Deep Within the Archives. Time for OKOP Rewind. My husband's mistress neglected my baby, so I exposed her. Am I the a-hole? I mean, it's a mistress, so like, you know. <laughs> neglecting your baby. <laughs> well, yeah, definitely the neglecting the baby, but I think that's like, that's two negatives, right? <laughs> two negatives. I think that is worthy of exposing. Yeah, I yeah, think, if it, you if know. It, it, like one, you're, you know, you're, you're hooking up with my hubby. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That's strike one. Strike two, you're neglecting my baby. Strike three, I hate you. It's like, oh, I'm so sorry for telling you to like exposing all the horrendous this, things you're doing. Yeah, I, yeah. I apologize. I know, no, no, no apologies necessary. <laughs> Put this person in prison. Death penalty. Well, let's let's see. Let's hear him out. Death let's penalty. See. I don't want to hear him out. Death. So I, female 33, found out that my ex-husband, male 37, was cheating on me when I was seven months pregnant with our son. I think there's like not a worse time to cheat. It it then, doesn't get worse. Yeah, like yeah. you're like pregnant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe the worst pregnant. time is like cheating while giving birth to your son. That's a that's I a think good that's one. Worse. That's that's worse. That's king. Yeah, like imagine <laughs> finding out that your husband cheated as you're giving birth. Someone's it would, done it. Someone's done someone's it. Someone's done it. Someone send us a Reddit story. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. please, hey, please, please send us this so we can uh, be my sad husband for you. had sex with my sister while I was giving birth. My husband had sex with my doctor while I was giving birth. <laughs> it's Yikes. out there. We know it's we out there. We did read a story where apparently the doctor was flirting with uh, the patient See? while giving birth. So there we it's go. Like not that far of a stretch. Now, my ex-husband's girlfriend tried to get involved in my parenting several times. She even commented on my son's name, implying that we should agree on a name that we all want, not just what I want. The gall of the freaking mistress to weigh in on the baby name. You steal my husband. Now you're trying to steal my baby's name. Like, keep your baby's name <laughs> out of your fucking mouth. Get out of here with that. <laughs> And she tried to dictate what he should and shouldn't have. And as a result, she started throwing his stuff away that I paid for myself. Dude, this mistress is like the worst. (gasps) The worst. Who knew that a mistress could be so bold? I mean, so bold. The whole point of a mistress is to like like keep in the background. Keep quiet, bro. Be like, be be a background character. You are not the main character. You are literally the side hoe. So go to the side, hoe. Go to the side. And honestly, it's frustrating because I'm barely getting by with the money I have and I cannot afford to buy replacements for all of the stuff she throws away but my ex-husband says it's her house and she gets to decide what can and can't enter. Yo, OP is so accommodating. Not <sighs> only is she like, okay, with the mistress being around, <laughs> but she's like already making uh, compromises. It's it's so bad. It's just the, 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 the when everyone else is a maniac except OP, it's just yeah. it's just too much. Now, I made a crochet blanket for my son with his name on it. Cute. Very, very adorable. Uh, This blanket is special to me, and the tools I use to be able to make it cost me money. 
not to mention the time and effort it took to actually make it. Makes a lot of sense. Yep. I sent my son to stay with his dad days ago, and he wanted to take the blanket with him to be able to sleep with it. I don't know exactly what happened, but when I came to pick him up, he told me his dad's girlfriend took it away from him and threw it out, leaving him with no blanket to sleep with. You think that's bad? You think it's bad? I don't know. I, I do think <laughs> it's that is even bad. worse. That is bad. That is bad. <laughs> uh, she did this as a punishment for him not accepting the blanket that she offered him. What? What kind of freaking punishment is that? Like the minimum is, you, you know, clothes, food, shelter, and you're taking shelter away. Like it, zero logic, zero logic whatsoever. Like a, a child, three-year-old, three-year-old. You're going to take a blanket <laughs> away from a three-year-old. You're an evil stepmother, stepmistress. Evil, evil mistress. Evil mistress. <laughs> evil dude. mistress. Jeez. That's a Disney story I want to yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, mm. <laughs> The evil mistress. That's the off, uh, you know, on the, the off on color. The hub, likes to know yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The off color. You can Disney. take a bite out of my apple. <laughs> um, now, when I heard this, I was furious. Dude, who wouldn't be? Who wouldn't be? I called his dad, but he hung up on me. And I sent him a text explaining the situation, but he texted back telling me that I should stop spreading all the drama and go look for a job if I have so much free time on my hand to be picking on his girlfriend. Wow. Wow. Just Dude, twisting the knife. Not only did he cheat on you when you were six, seven months pregnant, but now he's like... Why are you starting so much drama? Dude, you were the one starting drama. Maybe stick to your 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 D and your own lady instead of some other lady. And this is his son. Like exactly. You should be mad too. Like it oh God. Headache. Um I felt frustrated and I visited Frustrated is an understatement of the century. <laughs> frustrated. Bro. Fucking frustrated. OP is too kind. Truly. I felt frustrated and I visited his family who are good to me and I told them what their son's girlfriend did. Now, it's worth mentioning that she's been working hard for their approval and to get on their good side. I suspect because she was the mistress. Yeah. yeah. Who broke up the family. You're kind of uh you're kind of playing at a at a handicap when you're the mistress <laughs> yeah. in terms of family dynamics. Seriously. They hey, were, it can be done. I'm just saying it's it can be done, but it, it ain't easy. Yeah, and I'm not sure you're getting points for taking <laughs> away the blanket from the baby. They were shocked to know about what she did, and they all flipped out on her and started calling her out. Yeah, dude, call her Thank out. Thank you. Dude, she's terrible. <laughs> My sister-in-law took it further by putting it on social media, which made other family members see what she did. So Wow. She's, dude, she's getting, getting put blasted. Blast. She's getting ass blasted. For real. Bro. That ass is being blasted. Mm. Mistress's ass gets blasted <laughs> on social media. <laughs> my ex-husband called me yelling about my pathetic attempt to turn his family against his girlfriend. Dude, How dare it's, you? It's like one uh, a pathetic is uh, is everything you are. Yes, good, sir. That part. And and two. Like, it, it's not that hard uh, to put your mistress in a bad light because she sucks. <laughs> yeah. So it's not like you don't have to try. Yeah, it just happens. 
I could hear her freaking out in the background while he was lashing out at me saying I ruined every chance she had at a good relationship with her future in-laws. Yikes. I hung up and felt absolutely horrible. Oh, no, OP, you deserve better. Don't don't feel horrible. Even though I was just venting to his family about what happened and because I felt so frustrated. Maybe I shouldn't have gone and told them. I'm not sure anymore since the whole family isn't speaking to her. So that might have a lasting effect on their relationship with her. Good. Yes. Good. Let them this mistress needs her. to be uh, yeah, like abandoned and ostracized and uh, banished. Dude. Because like they're going to banish. Like, they're going to share the kid. Yeah. Clearly they are right now. So it's like every time you go over, you're sending it over to this to this hostile woman. witch woman. Yeah. Dang. No, no. Please. No, this person needs to be decapitated. Ruin her life. Ruin, Ruin her, her life. life. I've been looking for your sorry ass for years, partner. Finally, we meet. What's the bounty on me these days? Last poster I saw was five stars on Spotify. We, you think you can take me alone? I'm the fastest gun in the West. You're a dead man walking. Oh, I know you're tough. I know you're fast, but you forgot about one thing. Oh, yeah. What's that, you snakeskin scoundrel? Hear that noise? That's the OK gang about to assault your body with precision five-star reviews. My only weakness. You, the one listening, fire those thumbs right towards this son of a bitch and get us to five stars. 